the Eagles are at the virtual podium, and we have it covered here for you thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we have Doug Peterson's meeting with the media from Tuesday, June 16th, as he covers a variety of topics, including the devastating injury to Brandon Brooks, the progress of their virtual meeting program with the players throughout the offseason, Jalen Rager's potential role, the situation at running back, Press Taylor, and more and more. This call was talked about on the most recent BGN Radio. That was episode 124 with Jimmy Kemsky and Brandon Lee Gowton. So make sure you check all of the analysis on there. You're also going to be getting a new Kisten Solak in the next couple of days as well. So keep an eye out for that. The best way to stay informed of when these shows are dropping are by, of course, subscribing on whichever podcast app you're using to listen to this and by following at BGN underscore radio on Twitter. And while you're at it, it would really help us out if you left a five star rating and review on iTunes. That'd be greatly appreciated. But without further ado, let's get to Doug answering questions from the media right now. Morning, Coach. Um, we'll get started right away. So go ahead, uh, Ruben Frank. Hey, Doug. Good morning. Uh, thanks for doing this. Um, obviously, Brandon's injury. Uh, what was your reaction? He's been through a lot the last few years. And what's the plan moving forward at right guard? Yeah, good morning, Ruben, and good morning to everybody. Um, yeah, it's, gosh, my, my heart sunk uh, when I got the news. Uh, about Brandon's injury. Um, this guy has worked extremely hard to, to get himself back and back in shape, back in playing shape to, to have a, a solid 2020 season. And, and uh, you know, so obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're feeling, you know, we feel, we feel for him, uh, have to go through this again, uh, obviously, but uh, we know that he'll push through. He's done a great job with all his rehab and, and uh, getting himself back. So we're very confident there. As far as the plan moving forward, um, at, at this point, we're, we're still looking at a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of options, obviously, um, you know, starting with our own with our own roster and, and the guys that we have, um, you know, competing, you know, for those backup spots and, and possibly those starting spots. And and, uh, you know, we're, we're obviously haven't made any decisions. We're going to take a look at a lot of different scenarios. Um, different different possibilities and um you know we've got some time before uh training camp to try to sort these things out so um you know at this time we're just we're just feeling for brandon and and i uh, want to make sure everything goes smoothly with uh you know with him and 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 getting him getting him back on track for the future okay we'll go tim mcmanus and then jim kemsky hey doug it sounds like uh the majority of your players are going to be demonstrating pregame this year are, are you planning on on joining them on the sidelines you know, one of the things that, um, you know, you're hearing a lot about it more and more, but one of the things that, that uh, as a head football coach that, that uh, we're going to continue to do is have discussions in, in every area, not only with uh, social injustice, but, but the anthem with, with anything that, that comes up. And that's one of the things that I think that, you know, in my going into my fifth year with this football team, we've been able to have, you know, dialogue and conversation. So uh, nothing has been determined. I, I understand that, you know, that, that players, um, and I support players who, who demonstrate peacefully and, uh, you know, stand, stand for something because, you know, it's part of the, it's part of, we, we have to, we have to fix the whys. It's part of the whys that, and, and trying to understand, um, you know, our players and we support our players. I support our players and, uh, but we're going to have these conversations. I, I know once we, uh, once we get into camp. Okay, go ahead, Jimmy. And then Nick Fierro. Hey, Doug, is the plan for uh, Jalen Rager in his first season to focus on one position? And if so, which spot would that be at? Or are you going to try to cross train him like you did with JJ a year ago? 
Yeah, you know, it's the hardest thing that, that we're dealing with uh, with our younger players is, is not having the grass time in the, in the offseason with, uh, you know, phase two and phase three. But, uh, you know, right now, um, you know, he's going to come in, he's going to learn one position um, and, and he's going to learn, you know, from from Deshaun Jackson and uh, learn everything he can. He's he, obviously the playbook is. Uh, is extensive, uh, you know, and we just got to see what he what he's taken from the off season uh, to training camp, and and then once we see uh, his his potential and his growth, then we can then we can use him in multiple spots. But you know, one of the things <clears throat> that that all of our receivers really um, have the capability of doing um, is moving inside, whether they're you know whether they're an outside guy going inside or an inside guy going outside. So. You know, um, we'll keep him at one position to start, and then uh, we'll grow from there. Nick, and then Bo Wolf. Hi, Doug. Um, with your rookies, obviously you haven't had a chance to, you know, get them on the field yet, and you're some of your first-year players and stuff. Um, how much can you tell from the meeting rooms, you know, so far from the the questions that they answer, or maybe even the questions that they ask? You know, how how ready they might be to uh, hit the ground running when you finally do get out there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question. And, um, you know, you, you can you can tell, uh, again, by their answers, uh, by their questions, the in-depth questions uh, that they ask, you know, in the meetings. Um, but again, once we once we get them on the grass, things move, things move a little bit faster than, than virtual meetings. So, you know, it's, it's how fast they can process the information that, that we've been giving them this this spring. And, um you know, but but having a good feel for the knowledge of where they are uh, is um, is good. And and yet once we again, like I said, once we get them on the grass, uh, we'll know more um, and just how fast they can they can process the information from from the meeting rooms onto the onto the football field. Go ahead, Bo, and then Les. Hey, Doug, on the um, on the on the demonstration stuff and just the, the conversations that you guys have had over the past few weeks. Uh, just what are some of the things that that you have learned? from those conversations? You know, me personally is just um, the, the first thing I wanted to do was listen, listen to my players, uh, listen to the guys that, uh, um, you know, that, that, you know, have, have feelings, have, have strong beliefs. And, and I, I want to understand everything that, that, that I can. And, and just, you know, a lot of it's personal, you know, for me, just hearing from uh, the, the players and, and I don't want to get into a, a bunch of, you know, dialogue that way, but me just understanding uh, more and more uh, about what these players go through on a daily basis and, and what the, what the black community, African-American community go through uh, on a daily basis. And we're seeing it more and more, not only with, with sports, but obviously in our communities. And, and, um, and so for me personally, it's just understanding that. And this is what I told, you know, my, my team, uh, several weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, when we had a team meeting is, you know, I, I want to learn, I want to understand. I, you know, I, I came from, you know, a world that, that, that didn't, didn't understand that. And, and so for me, uh, as an, as a, as an adult, I want to be able to also be able to take the information and teach my own boys. Uh, for those of you that know my three sons and, and, um, you know, I love all our players, coaches, um, and 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 that's that for me is is what I've I've taken away. It's just the understanding and knowledge of what these guys go through on a daily basis. Okay, Les, and then Zach Berman. Hi, Doug. Uh, I don't know if you saw John Harbaugh's uh, comments the other day about the the protocols for reopening when you guys do get to training camp. 
things are going to be really, really different. It's, I don't see, you're probably not going to be able to get everybody into the same locker room, even at the same time. Uh, there'll be a lot of uh, precautions, a lot of uh, things, hurdles that have to be surmounted, I guess. Uh, how do you look at that? Are you as worried as he seemed to be about the effect on, uh, you know, what you're going to be able to, to do, how you're going to be able to work? Uh, how, how much of a concern is that for you? Well, first off, good morning, Les. Um, and that's a good question because these are these are all protocols that, you know, um, you know, the NFL, the NFLPA uh, obviously must must sign off on. And, and, and listen, we understand. I understand that this is a this is a unique time in our uh, in our society, in our country, in our world. And, and um, you know, this is what we're faced with. And so we're going to we're going to make the most of it and, and use the resources, uh, possibly with with Novacare facility, possibly with our stadium uh, to, to take advantage of, of everything that we can. And, and, and the number one thing here is is making sure that our players and our coaches and, and all our staff are, are safe. And and, you know, that's that's our that's our most uh, important you know aspect of, of everything right now. But we're in the process of uh, taking a look at a lot of different, uh, you know, scenarios. Uh, again, like I mentioned, using the stadium, possibly uh, using the stadium and using Novacare uh, facility to, to be able to handle the numbers uh, that we, you know, that we have in training camp from a, from a player perspective. So it's going to look different. Uh, it'll feel different, but at the same time, we're going to embrace it um, and we're going to make the most of it. And, and, you know, our job as coaches is to prepare our football team for, uh, for the regular season. But is, is it going to be hard to, with culture and things like that, if you have people spread out in two different, you know, practice scenarios and things like that, is it going to be tougher to kind of build a camaraderie and a, and a you know, a group? Well, well, I guess, don't misunderstand. We're going to, we're going to keep everybody together, uh, but we just might have to use the stadium and, and, and transition over there from time to time. You know, and these are all things that we're looking at. Um, but but we're gonna keep we're gonna keep everybody together. We're gonna we're gonna socially distant when we're inside the buildings. We're gonna wear masks. We're gonna do all the protocols that we've been asked to do, and and we're just gonna we're gonna make that work. Hey Zach, and then uh, John Clark. Hey, good morning, Doug. What update do you have on on where Alshon Jeffrey is in his recovery? And as you put plans together for the offense, are you counting on on Alshon to be a part of it this season? Hey, good morning, Zach. Yeah, you know, Alshon's done extremely uh, well this offseason uh, with his rehab. Um, you know, I've been I've been not just Alshon, but with all our veteran players to, to be a part of this virtual offseason like they have. I've been really impressed with with everybody, um, you know, that's, that's taken part. In, and Alshon's one of the guys, the dialogue that he's he's had in the receiver room, being able to, you know, converse with some of the young players uh, that we have on our roster. Um and just getting himself, you know, just getting himself back, back healthy. And, and obviously, you know, there's no timetable for him right now. We just want him to focus on his rehab and, and get, get strong. But the second part of your question is, you know, he, he's a big part of our offense and, and we do plan, you know, to have him in, in the offense at some point, but if there's a couple games there where, where he's not ready, then, you know, we're not going to put him out there and, and just wait for him to, you know, get healthy. But yeah, he is a big part of um, the process moving forward and uh, he's a great leader and um, he, he's going to be able to help the young players uh, come along. Okay. John Clark and then John McMullen. Good morning, Doug. Thanks for doing this. Um, 
not having on the field OTAs, does that kind of set you back a little bit with maybe evaluating guys like Driscoll, uh, Opeta, Herbig? And you saw Pryor uh, in the playoff game last year, but does it set you back a little bit of not, about not knowing what these guys can possibly do at this point? Yeah, good morning, John. Um, you know, it, it's, I, I think 32 teams are probably sitting here today kind of going, wow, I wish we had, I wish we had OTAs. I wish we had a chance to evaluate some of our, you know, the draft picks, the young players on our team, even the free agents uh, new to the team. Um, and, and so, you know, it, I don't want to, don't want to call it a setback, but at the same time, we do have some young players that played for us last year that, that uh, are going to have to take, you know, a, a big step forward. And some of the guys that you mentioned, you know, prior, like you said, he played, you know, he played last year at the end of the season, Herbert got in, you know, a game there at the end of the year. And so and these guys have to understand that there's a, there's a little bit of a sense of urgency uh, once we get into training camp, um, you know, uh, you use the, uh, you know, things, things are going to move fast. Things are going to move fast. And we have to, as coaches need to evaluate uh, these players. Uh, I have to put them in position to, to be successful, to show what they can do. Um, and that's everything that we're in the process of doing right now, you know, leading up to camp. Um, as you guys continue these virtual kind of remote off season, what's been your thought on seeing the initiative from players, whether it's Carson and some of the receivers getting together on their own, the defensive line getting together on their own to continue to kind of foster that sense of chemistry in small group settings as you continue these virtual workouts, these virtual off seasons? Yeah. You know, I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's important. I, I, I love the fact that our veteran players, you know, guys like Fletch and Carson, Carson's done it in the past, obviously, but now during this time where we're trying to protect, uh, you know, not only our players, but uh, you know, our, our, our staff as well. But at the same time, uh, I think it's an, important that they get together and, and they, they build team chemistry uh, as a position group, whether it was D line or receivers and, you know, uh, get together like they're doing. I, I, I commend the guys for doing that and, and taking time. And, you know, one of the things it's, it's been small groups. So they, they've been, you know, they've been protected and, and that's our, that's our, that's our goal, you know, first and foremost, but um, it doesn't go without saying that that's, that's a great way to start building chemistry, especially with the, uh, with the amount of young receivers that we have, you know, working with Carson. Okay, we'll go to Dave Zingaro and then Jamie Apodi. Hey, Doug, this is something I heard Bruce Arians kind of mention was the possibility of keeping one quarterback quarantined away from the other group as a precautionary measure in case uh, that room comes down with COVID. It, or have you thought about any of those types of scenarios and uh, would you entertain something like that? Um, it's obviously there's, a, there's, you know, a lot of ways to go about things and, and um you know, that's a, that's a, that's one way to do it. You know, uh, it, 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 if you do it with the quarterback position, you know, do you do it with a receiver? Do you do it with a defensive back, something like that? But, you know, these are all things that right now, between now and, and, and the time we play, or really, I, I should say the time we get back to training camp or are the scenarios that we need to, as a staff, you know, think through and the possibilities, but, uh, that is definitely something to, to consider, obviously, um, you know, uh, as, as you move forward and to protect, you know, to protect the, obviously the quarterback position, but at the same time, you got to think of, uh, you know, the entire roster as well. So a lot of, a lot of different scenarios, a lot of different possibilities and things that we'll think about here in the next few weeks. Go ahead, Jamie, and then Martin Frank. 
Doug, you, uh, your virtual offseason is over and, you know, you chose to stay home. Some of the coaches went back to work. Um, and you got creative during this time. You had a bunch of speakers. You had Charles Barkley and Phil Jackson and Mike Trout. How did that all go for you? Was that a challenge for you to come up with these guys and find them? And, and what was the feedback from the players and, and, and what, how did they receive it? Yeah. And, you know, my shout out goes to Jake Rosenberg, who obviously, you know, on staff with us and works in, you know, with Howie and, and he was able to contact, you know, you know, the, these guys. And then, then I reached out with a, with a formal invitation and, and really because everybody's in the same, the same boat, they were all working from home, um, you know, and so they had time. And so they were, they were willing and gracious to, to spend 25, 30 minutes with, with the team. And, you know, it was just um, a way of, of sort of breaking up, you know, some of the, some of the team meetings for me did it once a week, usually did it at the end of the week. Um, we showed highlight videos at the beginning of the week of the guys working out, our players working out uh, virtually. And, and, you know, just to, just to get a sense and get a feel from these guys, these, you know, Steve Kerr, Phil Jackson, CC Sabathia, Charles Barkley, Mike Trout, guys that have had a lot of, not only success on and off the, the court or the diamond or the field, um, but also their struggles, what they went through early in their careers. And I think, you know, the, the message was resounding uh, to our young players on, on how to be a professional, how to, how to handle, you know, uh, the spotlight and, and then what they've overcome, you know, in their careers to have, to have success. And, you know, I think that was so important to, to show it, you know, from, from these guys and have, have them come in and, and speak to the team. And we just had, we just had a great time with them. And uh, the guys, the guys, you know, the messages I got from my team after uh, they spoke was, was very positive and they loved it. The players loved it. So uh, something that, uh, you know, we can continue to look at uh, in the future. Go ahead, Martin. And then Ed Kratz. Hi, Doug. Uh, appreciate you doing this. Um, my question is regarding the running back situation. I mean, you have pretty much the same guys. You brought Corey back. But, like, how comfortable are you with that group if that was the group you were taking a training camp and into the season? And does that mean Miles is kind of like the lead back in, in that situation? Yeah. Um, you know, right now, obviously, you know, we're going to continue to look and, and see if we can add value, you know, add depth, add competition to that to that room. But we ha we are very comfortable and, and excited about, you know, Miles, what he did in his rookie season, what he can do now moving forward. He's he's excited about the upcoming season. Uh, he's excited about getting back to training camp. You know, Boston Scott came on at the end of the season for us and, and, and performed well. We do know what Corey Corey had a you know heck of a year in 2017 for us as a rookie and you know it's unfortunate again but he's put himself in position to come back and and help us through injury and and then we have some young guys some young guys that we are we're excited about looking at um and you know it's it's you you know that the running back position for us has been sort of by committee uh it's been two three uh, guys, you know, each and every week that uh, not only help us in the run game, but uh, can also help us on special teams. And that's also a big part of this. So I'm looking forward again to, to getting these young guys in the, in, in the building, getting them on the grass and, and, you know, showing us what they can do. Got time for a couple more. So we'll do Ed and then Mike K. Hey, Doug, thanks for doing this. Um, 
just want to, uh, I've seen other coaches have begun to return to their facilities, your facilities open. I'm just wondering if you have been back into the NovaCare or what your plan is as far as the return to uh, actual, uh, the actual building is you and your staff. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, I have not been back. Um, and I even instructed our staff to, uh, you know, stay at home during this time. Um, you know, even though our building was open, you know, the biggest thing for me was the fact that, you know, the, the players weren't there. And, and if you don't have the players to, to go one-on-one -on -one with, uh, it didn't make sense for us as a staff to, uh, to get back in the building because we, we had a tremendous spring uh, off season uh, virtually things went extremely smooth, you know, with the meetings, with the workouts, players were in a really good uh, frame of mind uh, yesterday when I, when I spoke to the team. So I, I just felt like it was just, keep, keep it going, you know, not, not bringing everybody back uh, for a few days or a couple of weeks and then, and then break for the summer and, and do it all again. So um, I'm just looking forward now to training camp and, and we'll have everybody back at the same time. Okay. Go ahead. Mike. Uh, obviously you haven't been able to get them on the field, but what have you learned from a mental standpoint or at least a, a communication standpoint uh, about Jalen hurts so far this off season? Yeah. You know, with Jalen, it's, it's, it's something, you know, with, with young quarterbacks, you always, um, you always have a, have an, an idea or an understanding uh, of where they are, not only at the beginning of your off season, but at, but at the end. And, um, you know, you, you take things slower just with, with young players, you take things a little bit slower so they can understand the terminology. They can, they can, you know, uh, a call a play in a huddle, um, and then, and then teach them everything else that goes along with it. The one thing we, you know, as, as we've talked, even in this, in this meeting here is, is just, you know, not having them on the grass, but his growth from a mental standpoint, from the beginning of the off season to now, uh, has, has been, has been very good. And his, his ability to recall plays and recite plays and, you know, put him, you know, one thing press press Taylor's done is, is put him into a huddle situation where he's calling plays and being able to, you know, just spit that back to him. And he's done that at a, at a, you know, a really good high level. And, and now it's just a matter of once we get him on the grass, he's got to do it for real and, uh, and go from there. But I've been really impressed with his, his progress uh, this spring. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thanks coach for taking the time. Thanks for doing this, Brent. All right. Thank you, Pat. Have a great day.